Would you say that you're an empath? Do you have an innate sense of the emotions or the energies of those around you? Or maybe you feel absolutely disconnected from others and don't consider yourself to be empathic at all. No matter which way you describe yourself, this episode is for you. Join Vicky and I as we explore what empathy actually is and why everyone is at least a little empathic. We'll talk about the importance of an uninhibited heart center, how to regulate an overactive empathic response, and how we can cultivate empathy when we feel disconnected from others and even from ourselves. You'll also find out how empathy plays a part in all of our relationships, whether that's in love, business, friendships, even money, and how you can harness this innate point of human connection to elevate those relationships and navigate the challenges that arise. We hope you love this episode. Vicki. I'm very excited to talk to you about what we're talking about today. I'm so interested in hearing more of your insight into this kind of idea that like some people see empathy and being empathic or highly empathic as sort of like a curse and other people really utilize it and lean on it like, you know, the a gift. So I like, don't even know where to begin with this, but I'm, I'm so excited that we're talking about it. <laughs> Me too. The first thing I really want to ask because, okay. And I feel like we see this a lot, especially on social media, um, with like this idea of like, you know, highly sensitive people are highly empathic people. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, we have people who are like, oh, I don't think I'm empathic at all. So I want to ask you, why do you think that is like, why do you think there's this divide of people who really feel like, oh, I'm, you know, too empathic and people who are like, uh, nah, that's not me. Wow. I didn't know you were going to throw this question at me. It's a really good one. (laughs) Okay. Let me come back to basics. I want to first of all, define the term empathic, because I think it's relative to everyone's experience. Yeah. So if we can demystify the term empathy or what it means to be empathic, then we can go from there. Sound good? Yeah, that's perfect. All right. So empathy is empathic intelligence, and it can also be termed as intuitive feeling, right? It's the way that we intuitively know when someone, what someone else is maybe feeling or what they might be experiencing as well. And often it's emotions, but it's also ailments that someone might be experiencing that we pick up on even sometimes before the person themselves picks up on it. That in particular is called precognitive empathy. Mm. Either way, whether you sense it before the other person does or they're already in their charged emotion and you're picking up on it, empathic information is going to be felt or sensed more by others um, when they have a, this is a this is where the question comes in of how do you feel it? Do you feel it as a curse or a gift? Mm. First of all, empathy is felt more by some than others anyway. Anyone has the ability to receive and interpret that information because what we teach at the Tabwo Institute 
And what we believe to be true is that empathy is the intuitive faculty that resides within the fourth energy center, aka the heart chakra. Mm -hmm. If we have a heart chakra, and I believe that all sentient beings do, we have the ability to receive and interpret that type of energetic information that comes through that faculty. So what makes someone feel it more than others? Well, it depends on whether they have a, an activated fourth energy center to start with and also whether that is channeling an over-influx of vital force energy and it's an overactive or forced vital force energy flow through the fourth energy center or it's going to be uh, an inadequate, not inadequate, and it's more inhibited. It's a mm -hmm. restricted flow of vital force energy through the fourth energy center. It's ideal to have it be uninhibited. I'm like crossing territories right now of our courses that we have inside of the Tabo Institute. The primary course that I'm drawing information from for this episode is Akasha Field Guided. However, where it crosses over here is a little bit of the biology of manifestation. So I'm mm -hmm. sharing uh, teachings from both of these courses and I'm fusing them together. So what makes someone think that it's a curse versus over a blessing or a gift or a strength that people can use depends on at what time of life that they are in, what season they're experiencing, how they are channeling vital force energy through the fourth energy center. That is what determines the degree and the, hmm, let's say the shadow or the light aspect. Yeah of empathy that they experience at any given time. Does that answer the question? Yeah, and that brings me to another question. Right. <laughs> so on that front of hypoactivity or hyperactivity or the inhibited flow or the, the uninhibited flow, um, depending on where we are for, for people who feel like they maybe are highly empathic or highly sensitive, how can they essentially rein it in a little bit so that they're also not sort of overwhelmed by all the information that they are receiving? Because coming back to your point of, of you know, anyone can be empathic. I think one just really simple, uh, mundane kind of example is just the way that we can tell someone's energy. You know, you walk into a room and you're like, oh, this is a little weird. Or maybe you're with your partner and you feel like, oh, something is a little bit off. I don't quite know what it is, but like, there's something amiss here. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be this profound, I'm receiving all kinds of <laughs> insight about this other person. It can be just as simple as that noticeable shift in energy or, or noticing what the energy is. So for people who feel like they they're you know over active in that fourth energy center how can they sort of protect themselves how can they kind of maybe dial back a little bit of of that overactivity when it becomes too much of a feel okay yeah i want to speak to three things remind me what i need to speak to one is that one intuitive faculty does not operate in isolation or on its own right. there are seven intuitive faculties all contributing to the energetic information that we receive. And what's really interesting is when you enter into a room, for example, and you sense something, you may be using clear sentient faculties to be picking up on 
a frequency and energy that it carries a certain charge, right? Mm -hmm. So there could be that. It also could be your gut instinct saying that there is something in this room that might threaten our well-being. <laughs> like maybe yeah. the X across the corridor or like, you know, like, like it could be anything. It could be also our primal instincts kicking in and saying, oh, social anxiety, I don't feel safe here. So they are the lower intuitive faculties of the lower three energy centers and then we hop into the fourth energy center which is the heart chakra empathy I'm going to go on to the next ones now because often it's the fifth energy center the throat chakra that gives us really good intel into vibrational energy in a room mm. so it also shares with you what that person might have on their mind and what they're not saying but kind of saying to themselves so you could be picking up on clear audience and telepathy at that point yeah so you might even know what someone is thinking or wanting to say in a room but no one's saying it mm -hmm. and then there's the heart saying this is what this person's feeling do you feel it too and you can practice identifying where the information is coming from and this is why we teach akasha field guidance they all operate together all the faculties give you specific types of information so learning how to discern where they're coming from is key and then as far as it when it comes to the fourth energy center your heart empathy it's discerning what's yours and what's the others that is the next step that we need to learn how to do so if we are all of a sudden feeling very anxious if we can identify if that's my anxiety or the anxiety from another being, it's not my fear right. that it's the person who's next door to me. So I'm picking up on that. Do I want to pick up on that or not? I don't mind now because I've become practice sister whose energy is whose. That's not mine. That's the other. If we don't know what's ours and what's the others, that is when it becomes overwhelming that's when it can feel like a curse. On the other end of that spectrum though, what about people who really want to enhance their ability to, uh, to utilize empathy and to, to open up more of that fourth energy center? What, what would you do then? Or what, what advice can you give for that? Mm, okay. And I'm gonna put this into the context of uh, us as practitioners in the context of looking after and holding space for and being in sometimes very vulnerable conversations with our clients whether it be on a one-on-one -on -one or a group context if we as space holders whether or not we identify ourselves as being highly empathic or disconnected to our empathic faculties either way when we are in relationship with the other, we're able to start tuning into accepting the energy of the other. So a way of protecting oneself from all the feels, first of all, is not shutting down or closing off or withdrawing. In fact, that makes the heart chakra even more unhappy or dysregulated. So, for example, a dysregulated um, fourth energy center, the heart is going to be when we not when we don't feel like we're enough, 
when we isolate ourselves, when we put walls up around our heart, when we are experiencing social anxiety, maybe um, withholding our love for fear of not being accepted. Keep this word in mind, acceptance is key. Um, this is when we neglect to look after our own needs or put our own needs last. Maybe in those circumstances, that's what we feel like we want to do. Like, oh, I just need to guard myself. Mm -hmm. Because these feelings are huge and I don't want anyone's energy to get at me. Yeah. It's counterintuitive. But the way to remedy that is to open up even more so mm. with the expectation that you will not be harmed with the expectation that the love in your heart will lead, with the expectation of your desire to be of service to humanity is what protects your heart. Your capacity to love is what protects your heart. Your ability to recognize and accept not only the beauty in the other, but the joy and the harmony that you can experience together. This is what builds a healthy fourth energy center. Mm, I love that. I love that. And that segues into coming back to the um, sort of the practitionership side and, and or the coach side or whatever type of practitioner you are. Um, and I mean, even just as a human being, connecting with others I have a little bit of a controversial question <laughs> oh bring it okay <laughs> so can we have empathy for people who maybe we don't agree with um maybe we we you know have opposing views or we have opposing belief systems um can we still find it in our hearts <laughs> to, to have empathy for those people as well. I love that you asked this because it's going to answer the other question as well of what if we don't feel empathic towards mm -hmm. others? Okay. Acceptance is the key word here. If we either feel overly empathic as in, there's just too much information coming through and we don't want to feel that much or we're not feeling anything for the other and there's a disconnect. Mm. Acceptance is what moderates both experiences and that acceptance starts with self. Mm. So this is kind of cool for people who have been guarded for a while and have put those walls up around their heart. It's like when we are able to fully accept and love ourselves, even in our guarded temples, when we can give ourselves permission and understand that we've clearly guarded ourselves for a reason and that's okay. But when we also accept that there is an element to my heart that desires more, I desire connection. I desire to feel more relaxed in the world and who I am I desire to be with people when you accept that that is a stronger calling than the need to guard oneself you give yourself permission to be out in the world and that moment that you give yourself permission to be out in the world and know that you are safe 
every sentient being around you feels that as like a I am accepted Mm. I belong in this relationship I feel close to their heart because we're open Mm. and we're not afraid of being hurt maybe we're still afraid of being hurt but we'll open our hearts anyway right because the desire to be open is greater than the desire to be guarded Mm. so note though this doesn't mean that it's going to be easy to connect with people all people in this way there are still some people that we just won't ever be able to have an accepting relationship with Mm -hmm. what if the worldviews or the beliefs or the values are just too far apart Mm -hmm. and it's difficult to accept where someone is at or why they might do that or think that and that's okay we don't have to have this level of human connection with every human being I'm glad you said that. I kind of want to dig a little deeper just because we were talking about the holidays and, you know, being around family and that there's been a big push, um, you know, that we've seen uh, throughout the last couple of years that's been like very much about putting up walls and, you know, boundaries, that's great fine sometimes we need them but at the same time this disowning or or excommunication of of people who don't fit exactly these very strict rules no we're we're not talking to you and I mean that is certainly one way to go about it but what about in those situations where where we are around people during the holidays where you know maybe we don't agree on everything um can can we still connect maybe not at the deepest level right um but still be able to be human to human versus having all of the other stuff kind of come up and that takes precedence over the actual connecting this is where the lower faculty lower energy center faculties come into play because first of all your primal instincts in any relationship are going to let you know whether you are safe to be in that relationship or not. Mm. That's what the first energy center is going to ensure happens. If you are safe with another human being, then the next point of human connection can occur, which is having a sense of pleasure and enjoying one another's company. Mm. That can happen when we sense pleasure. That's the second energy center doing its thing, clear sentience. The third energy center where gut instinct resides is going to let us know whether it's safe to be vulnerable in that relationship. So you might feel safe. You might even enjoy one another's company, but can you be really vulnerable with that person? Maybe not. Hmm. And if you can, great. You get to experience that next point of connection, which is acceptance of the fourth energy center. I want to preface this by saying that you can have acceptance even when there's not safety. Yeah. However, you want to select whether you put yourself into those circumstances where you can accept the other person for where they're at, Mm -hmm. even if you disagree. And you can also choose not to be in that relationship because it feels unsafe or it is unsafe. Mm-hmm. it's not like you have to be safe and then you have to enjoy and then you have to be vulnerable and then you got, get to do acceptance it's not like that 
yeah 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 that's that's a good point um because I, I do think we can have absolutely sort of superficial you know we can chunk up enough to find that one thing that we have we all have in common whatever it is and 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 be civil in our, our discourse even if maybe I'm not your biggest fan or like you, you know what I'm saying like I, I still think that's that's absolutely a possibility because we don't have to have every single one of those points to necessarily be like checked on um can I add to the practitioner context because yeah absolutely what if you have a client who comes in who is hmm, feeling dysregulated in their nervous system and you may have had intentions together to work on uh, next year's goals and envision, you know, so do um, that kind of session together. And if they arrive at the session and there's dysregulation occurring, something else needs to take place mm-hmm. because it might not be as easy or even possible for that person to even think about what they want yep. in the future and do that envisioning and goal setting and to believe that's possible for them if they are in a state where they feel actually quite unsafe and they need to have their basic needs met first. Mm -hmm. So as a practitioner, and this is about learning intuitive acuity. We teach this as one of the practicums inside of Akasha Field Guidance. When you can sense those subtle cues and behaviors that your client is demonstrating, you have a better idea of where you can meet them there is no way I'm going to take them up into the, let's call them, I don't know, there's like basic needs. And then when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? There's like basic needs. Let's tend to your physical well-being first. And then maybe later on, we'll talk self-actualization, right? But you've got to be in the right headspace for that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting segue into the other thing that I wanted to ask you, which is, so we've kind of talked about how this is helpful, you know, as practitioners, as humans in general, um, in terms of like understanding um, how empathy kind of shows up for us, understanding where all this information is coming from and how to sort of come to equilibrium. Um, But what else? like what else can we do with this information what else does this energy center help us with kind of on the external so we've kind of talked about business but but what what else might there be I'm chunking it right up to think of humanity so when we hear about what's happening in either our local communities or the global communities Um, and there are some pretty intense (laughs) going on all around the world to different degrees and the more we learn about those things with an open heart and our heart chakra is like feeling all the feels and we're so empathic like when I read the news I can feel it in my bones sometimes like it hurts in my bones knowing that this is what humanity is going through So on that large scale of things, if I can tend to my fourth energy center and love on it on a personal level, 
then I'm going to experience that information as less intense. Mm. I'm not going to put my guard up. Like, I don't want to watch the news. By the way, I didn't watch the news for many, many years because it was <laughs> too much for me to take on, right? It's very disheartening. So if when we feel suffering on a collective level, the happy heart chakra is going to help us not only cope with that, but be really proactive with that information. So for example, if I want my heart to be happy, I'm going to do what I can to resolve conflicts that are currently playing out in my world and my own relationships or within my own internal self-talk <laughs> within my own body. Like where is the conflict taking place? I'm going to approach life. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, where can I find the joy? Where is the little joy? Mm-hmm. And they can still be there. When we did the Dark Night of the Soul episode, I mentioned even when I was in my darkest points, I can still, there is still a glimpse of joy there somewhere. Yeah. Um, allow your heart to lead the way. Start asking your mind to just sit down, mind. Can we listen to heart for a moment? Heart, what would you like to do? Right? Give the heart more opportunity to speak. Collaborating with others is going to be another way that we get to practice integrating all the collective information into our hearts in a really healthy way um what else when we take on philanthropical projects you know when we're serving humanity to a degree that feels fulfilling even if okay even if we're guarded so much so that we don't want to collaborate we don't trust anyone maybe there's blame for like what's happened in the past of having that joint venture with that one person I'm speaking from experience here and I'm not doing it again I'm never collaborating with someone again what if I can have reverence for the relationship that was what if I can look to the beauty in what was do you see already my heart starts to feel healed because of that like when I can have loving unconditional love for myself and others I'm so sure I've made my point right now and I'm feeling all the empathic feels. My words are just flowing. In summary, nourish yourself. And when you are nurtured and nourished to the point where you can then offer that externally, I think that's the remedy. Mm. So what is nourishing self? Is it walking through the forest and bathing in the energy of the trees? Is it earthing, going barefoot on the mossy forest floor? Is it beach walking? Is it going and collecting rocks from your local lake or river? Like That's what's coming to mind for me right now because I go to grounding. I go to earth and Gaia energy when I want to integrate my heart mm-hmm. everyone's got their different ways there's I think we have time for one more question because there was some things that you said that I was like "Ooh, how does this how does this kind of correlate um because we were talking about this earlier um in terms of that sort of how, how does this translate with our money or our abundance like what can we do to cultivate a relationship there bring down the walls 
you know, think of um, all the ways in which we've guarded ourselves against being hurt from financial matters. So, Mm -hmm. for example, if I don't feel like I can trust money to show up when I need it and I'm blaming money for my past, financial circumstances that were really fucking uncomfortable, um, if I've lost money, if I've given money to others and expected it to come back in return or I maybe gave four months of a coaching package to a client and they never paid me all the money for it as a facilitator like practitioner example in any way that I'm judging or blaming or shaming in terms of money my heart's not going to be happy with that anytime we feel like we're discontent with what we have it's not enough right any time that I put my financial needs last or I disregard my money, if I'm just like not even looking at my bank account, I'm like, whatever. Don't expect you to be there next week anyway. <laughs> or if I find um, it difficult to make peace with money, like what if I have lots of money in my account now, but I'm still judging it. Like, it's fine that you're there now, but are you going to be there later? You know? So when we don't accept money for what it is, when we keep money away from our hearts, when we withhold money Mm -hmm. or or withhold our energy for money, like money, I don't want to be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and do life without it. Tried that once. (laughs) So whatever judgments you have of money, that, letting that go is the remedy for co-creating with money in a really healthy way Mm. and have money support us so we can do this by telling money that we're making peace with it money i'm sorry for the past shame and blame that i've put on you but now let's have a relationship any conflict that you have with you yourself and money or other people and money like what if there's been money caught up in relationships resolve that Maybe go as far as sharing your resources with another. Be responsible for money. This is how you look after that aspect of it. Yeah, great segue. I figured since we were talking so much about practitionership and business, like it, it would make sense to touch a little bit on on our our relationship with money as well, because you know contribution and co creation, and you know that all ties in. Um, and together so yeah so that's that that's that's it for my for my questioning but I guess the last thing I want to ask is what I guess what else is is there any or is there anything else um that we maybe didn't cover that you wanted to talk about I think just adding on to that money piece making good decisions with your money Um, being conscious of where you are investing your money what causes are you supporting and where is your money circulating and does that circulation of your wealth benefit humanity if so gonna have a heavy heart right and forgiveness is the last piece Mm -hmm. what if the conflict and the financial issues money matters that you've had with people in the past, especially in business? What if financial contracts haven't been fulfilled? Agreements have been dishonored 
and money was a factor in it. Oh, even if it may have put us in the poop. <laughs> when those payments didn't come through, for example, if we can forgive and accept that that was what happened and now we get to create something anew. Yeah. So whether it's money or your mate, family, clients, partnerships, business or professionally, sorry, professionally or personally, I think, I hope that our listeners have come away from this having a really good sense of the remedy to having empathy be the most glorious blessing that you have been bestowed with, but also that you can bestow on the planet and every sentient being within it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of your wisdom on this. It was like, I know I could go on a whole tangent about this, but I won't. But thank you, thank you for shedding light in a, a very different way on this conversation and of course it's my pleasure thank you for asking all the great questions and thank you listeners for tuning in we'd love to hear what this brought up for you right those keynotes those emotional charges that you felt even if they were uncomfortable uh, share them with us inside of if you're in the taboo insiders group on telegram please share them there and if not get your butt over there because it's where we're having the conversations like you can also dm us on instagram or facebook the taboo institute yep until next time bye everyone bye